welcome everybody. We're going to hear the word together. Sorry, it's a bit of a one-man show today. <laughs> Poor Dan, he's like, I've just got a lot of snot happening and I'm like, don't come, dude, stay home. So <laughs> that's what's happening. <laughs> but it's going to be a good morning anyway. And um, if you have your Bible, why don't you grab your Bible out? And I'd love you to turn to your neighbour and say, neighbour, you have to say it, neighbour, this message may be the most boring <laughs> and the most important thing you will hear all week. <laughs> Let's get into the word. We've been studying um, at, the, at the chapel over the last previous weeks. Um, we're, we're talking about go, gather, grow. And so we've been talking a little bit about go. And you might remember last week, Pastor Daz talked about being conspicuously Christian and what that means. It was such a fantastic message. It's um, available on the podcast probably this afternoon, um, and ready for you to listen to if you haven't listened to it. I would encourage you to go ahead. Um, but I wonder if before all of this, your thought was, um, that's great, but I don't have the gift of evangelism. Has, has anyone thought that? I don't have that gift. That's not my gift. Don't use it as a cop-out. But like, for real, if you feel like that's not your gift, it's actually okay. You know, it's not one of, the, it's, you don't, you feel like that's not one of the gifts that you have, those big five gifts listed in Ephesians. Um, but I just wanted to let you know that even Paul, Paul encourages Timothy to do the work of an evangelist, <laughs> which is a little bit different, isn't it? There's the gift of evangelism, and then we do the work of an evangelist, and that's all of us. All of us can do that. And similarly, with what we're going to talk about today, can everyone say hospitality? I know, there's the boring word. I promise this is going to be fantastic. Take notes. <laughs> and so... Um, for some of us, you know, we share our faith in a humble one-on-one -on -one kind of way. You might not have the, the gift of evangelism, but we know how good Jesus is and we want to share that with people. And I want to talk about hospitality today because some people have a gift of hospitality. Do you know somebody? Do you, can you think of someone right now? Like, you remember that last curry they made and it was flipping amazing. Do you remember that person? They just have this gift. They just have this way, don't they? But we don't all have that gift. But does that mean that we're excluded from the work of hospitality? Does that mean we're ex we don't need to be hospitable if we're a Christian? That's a hard no. I'm really sorry. It's going to be fine. Let's talk about it together. Are you ready? So if you've got your Bible, let's turn to 1 Peter chapter 4. Yell out. I've got it when you've got it. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave, for humoring me. All right. 1 Peter <laughs> chapter 4 and verse 8. This is what it says. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality, there's our word, to one another without grumbling. <laughs> each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. I think this is really interesting because have you ever thought about the fact that when you use your gift to serve, gifts to serve someone else, you are stewarding God's grace towards somebody else? That's actually beautiful and it's actually incredible. You get to partner with God. And when you're using your gifts, usually you love it. You love operating in your gift. It's not something that you hate doing. So you get to do something that you love and you get to partner with God in stewarding his grace toward other people. Is there anything better than that? I don't think there is. There is this peanut butter chocolate in Woolies I just want to tell you about. It's, it's Whitaker's is the brand. And they only get like, they get boxes in, but there's only like eight in the box. So they dis disappear really quickly. That would probably be on par, the, on par like with using your gifts. 
stewarding your gifts, stewarding God's grace to others, Whitaker's Chocolate, go get it at Coles this afternoon. They haven't paid me for this. I just thought of it then because it's really good. (laughs) You get to do this. We get to do this. Whatever your gift is, whether it's evangelism, whether it's hospitality, whatever it is, you get to partner with God and steward his grace toward other people. And I think that's beautiful and amazing. What a privilege. Verse 11, it says, If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks with the very words of God. Anyone who serves, they should do so with the strength that God provides. That's important, isn't it? The strength that God provides so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. So we see in this passage there is the gift of, a gift of hospitality, right? And uh, so put up your hand if you know someone with that gift. You're thinking of someone right now. Your mouth's maybe watering a bit. Charmaine, for me, is that person. Also Dalia Morowitz. <laughs> so amazing but what if we don't have that gift put up your hand if you feel like you don't have the gift of hospitality you're my people certainly a few of you but that's okay (laughs) it's okay we don't all need to have the same gifts hey but at the same time because we don't have the gift of hospitality we're not we're not excluded we're not excluded from the work of being hospitable toward one another and this is a special beautiful thing so I'm not a great cook at all. And if you are my husband or my child or my friend, like you won't end up in hospital. It's not that situation. But you definitely won't go and write like a five-star Facebook review about like having been to my house for dinner. That's not how it works. Similarly, my connect group, wherever you guys are, (laughs) like I'll make you a cup of tea, but not going to remember the ratios like ever. So they just don't complain anymore. They just take whatever I give them. <laughs> However I make the tea, they'll just drink it. And, and that's cool. <laughs> I just do my best and no one complains anymore. Saying grace at our place is more like a WHS thing than it is like a prayer of gratitude, really, if we're being honest. <laughs> but incredibly, and I'm so grateful, hospitality isn't just about food, right? It's not just about food. And culturally and in different ways and over generations, we have heavily applied that specific idea and definition to hospitality, which is good and right and fair and beautiful. But I wondered today if we could just have a more broader look, a broad look. What is hospitality? Like, what is it really? What is it really and what does it involve? And so I'd like to talk to three groups just before we get into it. The first group is men. The second group is introverts. And the third group <laughs> is you're a person who just loves to have a big party. Any of any people in those three groups? Yeah. That pretty much, well, that covers most of us anyway. <laughs> Even like, okay, so let's start with men. If you're a follower of Jesus, beautiful men of ACC, you are not, you are not, um, what am I trying to say? You still need to be hospitable is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) You are not relinquished from from that call to hospitality because you're a man. Don't leave it to the women. Be hospitable. Here's what Andrew did yesterday. He went and bought a dartboard. Unspiritual. But he's now going to invite people over, men over, to play darts and talk about spiritual things. How beautiful. Hospitality. He's not cooking anyone a three-course meal. But he's like, how can we gather? (laughs) Darts, that's what it is. (laughs) Let's play darts. So, men, you're not relinquished from that. Don't leave it to the women. This is a beautiful thing. If you follow Jesus, we want to be hospitable because we are showing people a little bit of what God is like. That's why we want to do this. Second group of people, introverts. That's me. I am in that group. 
Um, even preparing this message, honestly, my little introvert heart was like freaking out a little bit. And my heart rate was going up and I just thought about selling up and like going off grid, <laughs> you know. So I get it. I get it. It's going to be fine. Party goers and entertainers. You love having people over. You love having a party. You love everything to be perfect. This is great, amazing, beautiful gift. But there's more to it than a perfectly planned party. There's more to it. And so let's talk about what hospitality is not. What hospitality is not. I think we have a slide for it. Oh, no, we don't. Okay. What hospitality is not. It is not a perfectly sparkly, amazing house, two-story house that you invite all your friends to so that they can see how cool you are and they can see how good you are in the kitchen. It's not. That's cool. Like, I'm not. Like, go for it. But that's not all it is, right? That's not what hospitality is. It is not throwing a massive party and inviting everyone so that they think, they think you're amazing. That's, if you can throw a party, like, please, I'll come. Like, throw one. It's cool. But it's more than that, isn't it? Hospitality is not busting yourself and having no boundaries and expecting that people should just come to your door at any moment, <laughs> at any time of day, and you will welcome them in and have a cup of tea. It's not that. It's not that. Introverts, you can relax. It's not about having no boundaries in that sense. <laughs> Um, there's a lady called Rosaria Butterfield and she wrote a book about hospitality and it's called The Gospel Comes with a House Key and that freaked me out as well as an introvert. <laughs> However, she writes, <laughs> knowing your personality and your sensitivities does not exclude you, excuse you from ministry. It means that you need to prepare for it differently than others might. That's all. Introverts, you can relax. Men, you can relax. Partygoers, you can relax. She writes on the topic of hospitality, first of all, it is not entertainment. Hospitality is about meeting the stranger and welcoming that stranger to become a neighbour and then knowing that that neighbour, knowing that neighbour well enough, if by God's power he allows it, that that neighbour becomes part of the family of God. How amazing through repentance and belief, it is absolutely nothing to do with entertainment. Entertainment is about impressing people and keeping them at arm's length. But hospitality is about opening your heart and your life just as you are and being willing to invite Jesus into the conversation. Not to stop the conversation, but to deepen it. How beautiful. So let's just look at the original. Let's look at the Greek word here. I think we have it up here. Yes, here we go. So the Greek word is philosenos. There's two words here. You might have heard this, this philo, philos before. And this is like one of the types of love. Has anyone heard that before? The friendship type of love. And then xenos, this is where like xenophobia, this is where we get that word. And it means stranger or guest is how it's sometimes used in the New Testament as well. Stranger or guest. And so in a time and a culture like the one Paul is writing from, the primary mode of transportation, what do you think it might be? It's walking. It's walking. Everyone walks everywhere, sometimes for miles and miles and miles. And so people in uh, different towns would invite someone in because they've been walking for miles and they need, someone needs to wash their feet, right? And someone needs to feed them and they need a place to stay before they carry on with the rest of their journey. And so this was somewhat common practice um, in, that, in that time. And um, sometimes Christians would write a letter. So if Dave came to visit my house, and but then he was going to go down to Tamworth, I would give Dave a letter to go and give the people in Tamworth. And it would say something like, 
this guy's not crazy, please help him out. Like, please feed him. He's a safe person, right? So Christians would do this from one, for one another, which is really beautiful. And so maybe that usually there was a family connection when someone would walk to somebody's house and stay and then they would be um, afforded hospitality. And like I said, Christians would send a letter. So it was kind of normal, but where Christian hospitality just changed things, Jesus' hospitality was that Jesus came along and said, you need to love everybody, not just people who are like you. Not just people who are like you. So the Samaritan, yes, you need to love that person. Love them. Don't just show hospitality to people who are just like you. And so no matter what race, no matter what family of origin, no matter what social, social class, Christian hospitality then was for everybody, everybody. Not one kind of person, not just someone you're related to. It was for everybody. Don't freak out, introverts. It's going to be okay. So fast forward to Armadale 2022. We don't walk everywhere, right? We can maybe Facebook, Facebook stalk someone and just figure out, like, are they okay? Are they set? What kind of pictures are they posting? Do they have tattoos? All this kind of thing. Just joking, Dave. And we just kind of suss out, like, are they a safe person? Are they okay? If I meet them, would they be okay? You know what I mean? And we can do that to some extent on the internet. And, um, like, that's fine. <laughs> but um, so what is the stranger? Who is this stranger that we're talking about? Because we're not walking everywhere anymore. So who is the stranger that Jesus would now have us show hospitality to in a culture like ours? I, um, I have a look. Does everyone know Duncan? He used to work at the train station here. <laughs> um, a little while ago, there was a lady who had come up on the train from Newcastle, a beautiful African lady, and um, her bus, she, hadn't, she forgot to book a bus from Armadale to wherever she was going. So Duncan... Like, praise God for him. He's a legend of a Christian and he just goes, okay, how can I show hospitality here? You probably didn't think that, but that's what it really was. And so he calls Susan, our friend Susan, who will be back next Sunday, by the way. That'll be fun to see them. Um, he calls Susan, hey, Susan, there's this lady here, never met her before, don't know anything about her. <laughs> she would need somewhere to stay tonight. Is that cool? Susan's like, yes, that's cool. I'll come get her. <laughs> Susan drives down to the train station, picks up this lady she's never met before, takes her home. Um, they stay overnight. Turns out this lady was actually a Christian. So, like, you know, typical Susan, how they have this all-night prayer meeting and whatnot. And um, <laughs> then takes her back to the bus the next morning. How wonderful. So this is one example, right, of hospitality. This lady was a stranger and Susan was like, I can be hospitable here, so I will because I'm a Christian. I love Jesus and I want this person to know how good God is, what kind of love God has for people, right? So this, that's one end of the spectrum. But then the other end of the spectrum for who is a stranger to us, there are probably heaps of people in this building even today that you just don't know a lot about. And that's fine. You don't have to be best friends with everybody. But the point of what I'm saying is whether we know someone not at all or whether we see someone every week, there is an element in which they are a stranger in the sense that there is always distance between people, like unless you're besties, right? So what does that mean for us? For us to be hospitable and to practice hospitality, what does that mean for us? That means that we show kindness and we um, provide for the practical needs of everybody, everybody, <laughs> where we have opportunity, where we have opportunity. So it doesn't have to be someone you've never met, but maybe it's someone that you're just getting to know and you're embracing them. You're embracing them into your life to show them how good God is. 
So what is hospitality really? If we consider the cultural practices in the early church and the cultural barriers that actually still exist today, lots of them still exist today, we like to say that they've all disappeared, but not quite. In some places, maybe, and we praise God for that, but there are still those barriers. I think that we can say it like this. Oh, here we go. Hospitality is showing love to another person, whether they're a Christian or not, someone who isn't like you. And so we can look at the categories of like a foreigner as someone from a different culture, someone who's from a vulnerable group. And these categories are still all like applicable today, right? Through the provision of needs, providing a safe place for a spiritual encounter. Provision of needs, this is key, provision of needs, provision of needs. So in our midweek studies, if you've been following along, you can find them on uh, Facebook or on the website, we will see that hospitality is threaded all the way through Scripture, all the way through, from beginning to end. So Christian hospitality, Jesus hospitality, it is for everybody within the family of believers and like everywhere else. And that means everybody else, everybody else. Andrew and I were talking um, just before Connect this week and we we were talking about if hospitality is loving others through the provision of needs, um, then that's our scope. Our scope for expressing hospitality is actually endless. You don't need to cook a three-course meal for somebody. You just It's about the provision of needs for somebody else, right? The provision of needs. Throughout the New Testament, we see hospitality specifically relating to food. Do we have foodie, any foodies in the house? You just love, you love cooking, you love food. Lisa's not here today. That's 100% her. Yeah, okay, cool. Specifically relating to food, and that's beautiful. Eating together, and we love that. Opening our homes, and it's a beautiful and meaningful expression of Christian hospitality. And in almost every culture, it's pretty central. Hey, we all get together and we eat food. That's what lots, most people do. Um, but I just want to say today, if the work of the Spirit is the unique and transformational thing within Christian hospitality, then there are a million ways that we can facilitate that. So many ways that we could be hospitable. So we know at the basic, some of the basic human needs, they're food and water and safety and shelter, right? And hospitality does address all of these needs and that's good and so it should. We all want to be fed, we all want to be warm, we all want to be safe. We all need a drink of water. This is good. Hospitality definitely covers those things. And so we meet the foundational needs of somebody because God cares about our body and he cares about your physical well-being as well as your spiritual well-being. That's how good God is. But it's far more than dinner. It's far more than dinner. Every time you are hospitable, you are showing somebody, however imperfectly, however messy your house is, however rushed you are, whatever it is, you are showing somebody another incomplete picture of this is what the love of God is like. This is what God is like. He loves you. He wants to meet your needs. He cares about you. Every time, every time, every time you invite someone to your place, every time you help someone downtown, this is another layer, another layer, another layer. Imagine being someone who ha- who maybe hates church, maybe they've just had bad experience with church, or maybe they're just, it's not even on their radar that God is even real. <laughs> And they just have consecutive encounters with hospitable Christians who are just happy to meet the need and there's no strings attached. Although we, the work of the Holy Spirit, like the Holy Spirit's always at work, right? <laughs> always, always, no matter what we're doing, no matter what's happening. This is, what, this is what hospitality does. Here's a picture of what God's like. Here's another picture of what God's like. They meet Dave downtown. Here's another picture of what God is like. 
this is what's at stake and this is what's so beautiful about being hospitable, that we are showing countless different pictures of the love of God and the character of God to people who don't know him. What a beautiful thing. The miraculous truth is that we actually serve a God who took us from estrangement, (laughs) didn't he? When we were strangers and invited us in and forgave our sin. And um, this is the picture that we are representing. We were representing God to somebody else in this way. And so what may seem like maybe that's not my spiritual gift. (laughs) Maybe I'm not. Maybe I don't have the gift of hospitality. Just let me encourage you that every time you are hospitable, even in the smallest way, you are showing somebody else what God is like. And that's a beautiful and important. There's nothing more spiritual than that. There's not. It's beautiful. What a beautiful thing. God has taken us from estrangement and we are called to reflect his, cali- his character. So just real quick, in the few minutes that we have left, let's just talk about practically here in Armadale, your life, your time. <laughs> let's just talk about that and what this might look like. If you don't have the gift of hospitality, who put your hand up if you feel like you do have that gift? Does anyone feel like, yes, I have that gift of hospitality? Maybe you host people in your house. Maybe you are great at cooking, all of those things. Yeah. Could you actually stand up? I'm not trying to embarrass you and I'm not trying to be funny, but maybe just stand where you are. <laughs> Promise, I'm not trying to embarrass you. I just, want, I just want to speak to you because I just want you to know that this is a really special thing. And because hospitality is not something... Don't sit down. What are you doing? <laughs> it's fine. It's fine, Greta. <laughs> And because hospitality is not something that is often seen like up here or that is often, you know, it's it's not like often a very public thing. It's usually an intimate thing. And but I just want you to know how special it is. Like it's actually a gift. It's actually a gift from God. And there are people who don't have that gift. And I'm a bit jealous It is so beautiful and I just hope that you would not underestimate that. And I just hope that you would just bring it to God and say, okay, God, you've given me this gift. (laughs) I can make a great curry. I can make someone feel welcome, whatever it is. And that you would just remember to always offer it back to him. It's really special, Brianna. It's really special. It's really beautiful. (laughs) And it's totally from God. Hey, let's just pray for these people right now. If you're a hospitable person, stand up. (laughs) We just pray for you right now. Yeah, awesome. God, I thank you for these beautiful people. Lord, I pray that we would not uh, take this beautiful gift lightly. Even, Lord, as we enter, as we go out to have morning tea in a little while, God, I just pray this beautiful gift of hospitality. Lord, the provision of needs for somebody else, for somebody who doesn't know you or for for somebody who's a stranger to us. God, I pray that you would show us the importance of it. I pray that you would help us to honour people with that gift. I thank you, Lord, for each one standing. I pray that you would show them what a beautiful spiritual gift it is. I pray that they would not belittle it. I pray that they would use it. I pray that they would love it. I pray that they would enjoy it, God. And I pray that over these next, I don't know, months and years, God, that you would just keep developing that gift in them, Lord. And for all of us who do not have that gift and just do not understand it all, God, show us, show us the beauty of this and help us to honour the ones who have it. In Jesus' name. Amen. You can sit down. (laughs) It is a really special gift. 
So if that's not you, that's like everybody else who didn't stand up, right? <laughs> if you don't have that gift this morning, let's just talk really quickly because what does it look like to not have a super-duper gift but to still want to be hospitable to other people, whether they're Christians or not? Let's talk real quick. If you want some ideas, like actually jot them down right now. <laughs> Grab your notebook out and drop them down. Um, cool. So we're sharing the heart of God no matter what with anybody. I want to say that it doesn't need to be inviting someone over to your house all the time. So you can relax. If that's not your deal, you can relax. All you need to do is identify a need and meet it. Did anyone hear Dazza talk about that last week? In relation to being conspicuously Christian, he talked about just find a need and meet it. And that's such a hospitality thing to do. That's such a hospitable thing to do. So what might that look like? If hospitality is showing love through the provision of needs to somebody else, we can totally do this, you guys. We definitely can. So maybe you could say to someone, hey, I've noticed that you've been working really hard. Could I just drop some groceries over to you? Easy. You're not cooking a three-course meal. You're not inviting someone to your house. Everything's okay. You, if you're an introvert, you're not having someone in your space for hours and hours and hours and, and you just don't have the energy for that. But you're making the provision for practical needs. This is so important and so beautiful. Maybe you could say to someone, hey, I'm just doing an online order <laughs> for my groceries. Can I get something delivered to you? Can I have something to delivered to you? Maybe you could say, hey, I'd love to hear about how your kids are going with that thing that we talked about. Do you, would you like to come and have a coffee with me? And let's just talk about it. So we're providing this practical space for a spiritual, for a spiritual goal. Hey, can I get some wood delivered to you? This is Armadale. <laughs> This is a beautiful thing to do. <laughs> Can I get some firewood delivered to you? Hey, would you like to use my car for a week? I noticed you're having problems. Would you like to use my car? You can have it for a week. You can have it for a month, whatever it is. Are oh, you going to Sydney? Yes, your kid can stay with me. No problems. No problems. They'll probably have wheat bigs for dinner. <laughs> no problems. Yes, easy. Stay with us. <laughs> Maybe you could say, hey, we're headed to the park or we're going to the pine forest or whatever. Would you like to come? Would you like to meet us there? And we can just have that time to talk together. This is hospitality. We have a few friends. I didn't want to show a photo because I didn't think that they would appreciate it. So sorry about that. It would have been amazing though. We have a few friends that we meet together with and we have dinner with and it's called Daggy Dinners. And the idea is that there is no expectation <laughs> if someone wants to cook great otherwise we'll get pizza and the deal is you must wear trackies like track suit pants does everyone know what trackies are <laughs> like you have to it's a condition of entry you must be wearing tracksuit pants <laughs> Andrew and I actually we actually bought our friends matching tracksuit pants <laughs> it's the best and I really want to show you a photo but I know they wouldn't appreciate it Send me, a, send me your number if you want me to send it to you later. <laughs> you can't dress up. It's against the code. And I love this because it's just taking the pressure off yourself to be something that you're not, but still with the goal of hospitality and still with the goal of drawing people closer to Jesus and still with the goal of growing closer together as, a family, as the family of God. Take the pressure off yourself. Take it off. It doesn't have to be a big deal. It doesn't have to be. So we love this. It's the best. 
and uh, just invite somebody into your mess because everybody, they actually have mess too. They won't even be shocked by yours. They won't be shocked by it. Take the pressure off. So let's talk about spiritual needs real quick too. And all this kind of overlaps with um, discipleship and um, like spiritual disciplines as well. But we all need to help one another in every way possible, right? And so here's some really practical things that consider spiritual needs. Maybe you can take someone a coffee and you can genuinely ask them, how can I be praying for you right now? Hand them a coffee. Don't go into their house. Here's a coffee. Let me know how I can be praying for you. Text it to me if you like. How can I be praying for you? I'll bring all your needs to God for you. How can I do that? And then do your best to meet some of those needs if you have the means. And then we give the rest to God. Let's not overthink it. Would you like to read the Bible with me is a great one. You'd be surprised how many people say, yes, actually, I would love to read the Bible with you. (laughs) And they're not even Christians, but they're just interested. That's a great one. Would you like to come and read the Bible with me? I can make you a cuppa at my place or I can come to you. Make it easy. Do you want to come to my Connect group? If you're in a Connect, I don't know if you've ever done this before, but just invite, just invite anyone. Tell them what you do so they're not shocked. (laughs) We read from the Bible and we pray. Let them know what you do and then just invite them in. There's a guy that comes to our Connect group right now and he never goes to church, but he called me and he said, I just want to learn how, the, how to read the Bible. Is it okay if I come? And I was like, yes, definitely come, totally. He's like, um, I'm old. Is that okay? <laughs> I'm like, yes, it's okay. No problem. Come. Like, I'll make you the wrong cup of tea, but like, definitely come. <laughs> come. And so this is like not even a big deal, right? I'm not cooking a big meal, but I'm having my connect group like I normally do every Wednesday and we're inviting someone in and I make a cup of tea and in that way we are, through this provision of needs, providing a space where Jesus is invited in, (laughs) where the Holy Spirit can be at work. It's such a beautiful thing. If you have a connect group and you haven't done that, you don't want to do it just for the sake of doing it. But if that opportunity ever arises, just to invite someone in, just go for it. You've got nothing to lose. You've got nothing to lose. Don't overthink it. Pay for someone's groceries at the checkout. Pay for the table next to you at the cafe if you have the means. Go over to someone's house and stack their firewood for them. Everyone has it in Armadale. <laughs> it's a common need. Let's all do that. Every time you are hospitable, you are showing someone another shade or another facet of the love of God. There's nothing more spiritual than that because hospitality is more than dinner. It's more than dinner. It's more than a three-course meal. I ask you to come, Kesh. Is that cool? Kesh said, I've got to go a little bit early today, so if you want me to sound spiritual, make sure you don't go over time. So, <laughs> thanks, Kesh. <laughs> so, just a takeaway. I don't know if I wrote it down. If not, that's okay. Just a takeaway. How, so, a question for us this morning. How can you incorporate hospitality into your everyday every week kind of flow. Oh, here we go. How can you incorporate hospitality into your normal rhythms of life? And I've just written, there's not one person in this room who has all the time in the world. I don't, you don't, none of us do. But we can't wait until we do because that won't happen. (laughs) It won't happen. Let's not wait until we've got the time. Let's not wait until we have the money because that may not happen. It just needs to be a normal part of us following Jesus. Just a normal part. 
Andrew always says, we're already having dinner anyway, just invite someone. Or we're already having lunch anyway, just invite someone. And that's a great way of looking at it. So you're not adding something else to your um, schedule of things, but it's something that you're already doing, but you're inviting someone else into that. Easy, easy. And if you're an introvert, I, t- I text people, hey, would you like to come over from 2 to 3 p.m.? For real. They know when it's 3 p.m. And they'll be like, radio, see you, Kerry. <laughs> I'm like, see you, have a great week. I'll see you next time. It's not, it's not a big deal. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. Be who you are. Do what you can as we follow Jesus together. So wonderful. How can you incorporate hospitality into the normal rhythms of your life? I'm going to read this from Romans 12 and then we're going to pray and then we're going to have morning tea together. So make sure you stay around and have a chat with someone and be hospitable in that way. Ask someone, how's your week? How are you going? How can I pray for you? This is from Romans chapter 12, verse 9. And it says, Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil and cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honour one another above yourselves and never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervour serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless them and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position and do not be conceited. I was reading this earlier this week and I, oh, to me this is a beautiful articulation of what it means to live a hospitable life, to follow Jesus. Jesus is so good and I would just hate for a horrible church experience or, you know, I would, I would just hate for anything to get in the way of somebody actually just knowing and loving Jesus because Jesus is better than everything, better than every program, better than every church, better than every pastor, better than everything. Jesus is better than everything. And if we as ACC, each person, each one of us here, if we could do just one tiny part in pointing people to Jesus, in pointing people to the love of God, like how amazing, how perfect. Let's do this. Let's do this together. God doesn't require perfection from us. (laughs) What a relief. He just says, come and follow me and let's walk together. And I love that. I love that about Jesus. So hospitality is showing love to another person who isn't like you through the provision of needs so that there's a place for a spiritual encounter. That's it. That's all it is. I hope that that's helped us understand a little bit of what the broad picture of hospitality is. Why don't we, let's, maybe we just stand together and pray before we head out and be hospitable with one another in our conversation. Kathy's um, sorted out morning tea for us. Thank you so much, Kathy. Amazing. And if you need prayer, over here where Zozo and Dave are, you can head right over here for anything. If you want prayer for, I mean, it doesn't even have to be related to anything that you've heard this morning. <laughs> anything, whatever's going on in your life. If you would like someone to pray with you, you can head over here. We'll have the elders and a bunch of people who are just happy and just ready to pray for you. Prayer is the best thing, the best thing that you could do. Cool. All right, let's pray. Lord, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you that you have been so hospitable to us, everybody here, and that you have brought us in where we were estranged, where we were the stranger. You have reconciled us to you, God. We are so grateful. 
Jesus, we're so grateful for you. We're so grateful for your sacrifice that you've made a way for us to know God. Lord, I pray that in an unforced rhythms of grace kind of way today, that you would just confirm in us everything that we've heard about showing other people who you are by just providing practical needs. (laughs) So easy. Holy Spirit, would you help us do that? Holy Spirit, would you help us, even as we're downtown, as we're at work, wherever we are, would you help us to recognise where you're already at work? Would you help us to recognise the needs of other people and then show us how we might, how we might contribute, how we might help, how we might show somebody how good you are? So thank you for your word today, God. Thank you for this beautiful family here, Lord. Everyone who's away, God, I just want to pray for everyone who's unwell, everyone who's got whatever's going on. I just pray for your healing, God, for our whole family. I just pray for your peace for each person here as well, God. And I pray that as we go from this place, that your joy and your peace would be with us. And we just remember, God, we just remind ourselves again of your goodness to us. And we just celebrate that today in Jesus' name. And the whole church said, Amen.